Diglet Dig, Diglet Dig, podcast, podcast, podcast. Welcome to Daycare Dittos. Oh, that was so perfect. This is a special episode. <laughs> it's such a good one because all we're going to do for this whole three hours is talk about Diglet. I know it's usually an hour, but we have so much to talk about. And if one Pokemon gets one hour, then Doug Trio is just three Diglets. So I imagine. So it's like a four hour podcast. I was going to say, so that means we need four hours. Yeah, more to love. Actually, if you want to get really into it, we we need one hour per uh, Alola, Alolan Diglett, yep. one for regular Diglett, and then we need six for Alolan Doug Trio, and then regular and Doug Trio. Throw an extra thirty minutes in for Hanson references, and I think we're about right. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking about one hour to say how beautiful every single strand of hair on Alolan Doug Trio's little head is. It's just a beautiful, flowy, gorgeous, golden locks. If you don't have a a, a Doug Trio, a lowland Doug Trio named Hanson, then like you fucked up. Go out. And I have at one. least. Yeah, that's what mine's named. I have so many, but oh, I'm just so excited. It's Diglett Day, guys. It's Diglett Day. And we're finally here. All of the preparation. I rented a tent outside. <laughs> I had to go to Costco. I didn't even do the Kirkland stuff. We have all name brands because it's such a special time for all of us to enjoy where we all gather around the table and talk about our favorite little nugget, Diglett. (laughs) So I guess uh, if anyone who's listening hasn't put this together yet, Diglett and Dugtrio is Dave's favorite Pokemon. That's right. That's right. Double him, you get me. (laughs) Because Dave likes number 50 and my favorite is number 100. So... Uh, quick housekeeping. Um, we just want to shout out some of our partner podcasts in um, Adventures in Collecting, who just had an incredible, incredible uh, show featuring two of the designers of the Jazzwares. Well, a designer um, and basically brand manager of Pokemon for Jazzwares, where they did an exclusive reveal of the 25th anniversary chrome first partner set which will be getting a second wave they released the 12 inch rillaboom more information on that that's coming out with his full drums and even more exciting uh just like how hasbro if you're toy people do six inch marvel legends six inch um black series the lightning series there's tons of uh figures from all people on that scale Jazzwares does Fortnite. They do AEW Unrivaled and the wrestling figures. And now joining your Spider-Man and your uh, Darby Allen is Charizard and a whole six inch line of Pokemon, starting with Charizard going into Lucario. Uh, we're going to have Greninja, Articuno, Rayquaza, and there are Articulated, which has not been done in this way before by Jazzwares, so you can put them in some fun poses and this is just wave one and our good good friends eric and dave are the people who were able to talk with um two pokemaniacs one who um is very excited to join us for the magmar episode aaron so that's super fun and uh i highly recommend going and giving it a listen if you're a poke fan because it comes from uh two people who go through their history with Pokemon, playing it as a kid, 
learning to read so that they could play the stop releasing their Pokemon by accident. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's how, that's how I learned. I'm still guilty and I'm an adult and can read. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's, it's a super fun romp through, um, you know, from just Pokemon fans talking about toys, but also talking about the brand as a whole and how they worked started working in the toy industry and how it brought them to pokemon and how their day-to-day is just discussing like super interesting stuff like there's an episode that came out in japan about um a battle between dragonite and lucario and it's super epic and insane and they're like our next toy line needs to have a set with the two of these to like with poses from that battle like they get to pick a line for the kids to be excited about, but also nods to older Pokemon fans like us and just kind of make the perfect storm into a toy line so that you can walk down the toy aisles of a Target or a Walmart and see something that you love. It's awesome. They have a, a Haunter coming out. The first articulated Haunter. It comes oh, nice. It, you can move it on its see-through base so that you can have its hands moving free form and move its head on the see-through base too. That's Ooh. a must buy for oh, me. Jesus. Yeah, we're gonna I, need we're gonna need one of those. <laughs> I gotta get that for my brother. Yes. Yes, yes. So that is Jazzwares, big toy uh company who has really blown up in the recent years. Um and of course our good friends at Adventures in Collecting. Of course, you can go to our Instagram and see the um the link to them, but heavily, heavily recommended. Yeah, I gotta catch that. Um I've been meaning to listen to them uh, since I've known about them for a little while because they've been uh, guests on other podcasts that I listen to, namely some of the best podcasts that I listen to. And uh, yeah, now I now there's no reason for me not to. <laughs> Good friends. Good. Oh, we're all friends. We're all friends. Uh, but do you know who's my favorite friend ever? Who's uh, small and poop shaped? You guessed it. <laughs> Me. It's my good friend Peter. <laughs> <laughs> it's Diglett, everybody. Diglett, the best Pokemon ever. All right. Well, you have to let us know why you yeah. love Diglett so much. Like, what? Give what us is your the history, history there? Yeah. yeah. You know, I was kind of waiting for you guys to. Oh, you want the history? You don't want my facts that I made about why Diglett is the best Pokemon? We can get to we that. Want it. Later. No, we want it all. So you can start you're ready with for. one or the other, and we have to guess. <laughs> so the the story is. So, as a kid, uh, jokes, humor, that's that's what everything was wrapped around. So, my favorite Pokemon, if you asked me as a young buck when I was, uh, you know, playing Red and, and Silver and stuff, Diglett would not have been the listed as one of my favorite Pokemon. Of course, with Diglett Cave, everything like that, like, I always had a Diglett. Always had a Doug Trio, and we always made jokes about him, as in, like, your favorite's Diglett. It's like, no, my favorite's Diglett. Like, joking. Um, so, it was much later. Stockholm when Syndrome. This was a, probably <laughs> around, maybe a little before Diamond Pearl, around when Diamond Pearl came out. So, I have a younger, much younger cousin, Anthony, who got very into Pokemon at a young age. He was around five years old. We would join their family every single summer in Cape Cod. And, you know, he would just want to hang out with us. Like we were teenagers. Um, he's so young and he just like, you know, is fascinated and wants to hang out with us and do everything. And just based on his older brother's toys and everything was obsessed with Pokemon. Uh, 
So we always asked them, like, what's your favorite Pokemon? And he'd always say Diglett. And be like, why? And he'd be like, because he looks like a poop. He's real strong. He's the best Pokemon. And he just did it to make us laugh. But it became like the funniest thing. And he got really into it. And we just got really into Diglett and bonded over Diglett to the point where like he would text Diglett's and drawings of Diglett's to my younger brother every day. He would draw a new Diglett. And when he finally got like a phone, he would text a photo of Diglett. He would mail me drawings of Pokemon and pictures of Diglett's. Um, I took him into New York City when he was, I think, five or six to go to the Nintendo store to go see all the Pokemon stuff and also go through the park. We took him to see Toys R Us and the giant um, dinosaur. But uh, we picked him up some Diglett Tommy figures there because all he wanted was a Diglett and I'd mail him stuff like that. It's just so it's ingrained in our family and it became something that Sarah and I actually started up we'd go on these long walks from one side of the beach as far as you can go to the other and we would just he would just ask us he'd be like what's your favorite fire pokemon what's your favorite water pokemon what's your favorite grass pokemon and he'd be like all right so who's your favorite gym leader all right who's your favorite gen one pokemon who's your favorite gen two pokemon and then you'd ask him and be like so who's your favorite gen one pokemon he'd be like probably diglett who's your favorite (laughs) ground pokemon diglett who's your favorite fire pokemon a diglett on fire (laughs) let's go through all of it and he was just the thing about him he now is like a sports writer and works freelance for a bunch of different things super smart super quick not even a kid anymore um but even like uh at one point was speed running pokemon trading card game very into it super funny we had matching shiny diglets nugget and nougat he named them (laughs) But uh, because of that and the family ties to Diglett and even to the point where we were trying to get those matching shiny Diglets, So we were, of course, doing uh, we were doing the breeding and making, it, huh? making sure that we could, you know, hatch a shiny Diglett. And he was playing with us, too. And we would give him the eggs and he would run back and forth in his game. And he's like, hey, I gotta go hatch a Diglett. <laughs> and we're like, we don't have. The- Did you get a shiny? And he's like, no, no, no. I got to hatch a Diglett. And he went to the bathroom to go take a shit. (laughs) And this is like a six-year-old kid. And we're like, that's so funny. He's just a funny kid. And the humor and the family ties to Diglett has made this Pokemon something so important and close to that side of my family. Not only with my cousin, but my brothers, my other cousins. So Diglett may not have been always my favorite, favorite Pokemon growing up. Like, let's say Charmander, everyone has their favorite starter. And then Tangela and Snorlax were always my favorites. But yeah, when it comes to like who holds sentimental value beyond just being a kid playing, Diglett is closely tied to me and my family. And I love that as being the funniest looking and dumbest Pokemon <laughs> and then speaking it up to that's why we devote our lives and love him so much. Yeah. What a beautiful story! I love that. It's yeah. it's so much deeper than I I, I thought it can. Uh, me too. Be. And, and me too. I thought Dave was gonna be like, yeah, it looks like a shit. Yeah. And and sometimes it looks like the Alolan one looks like like a dick that's coming. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, this was pre Alolan, but yeah, it was just it came from my. Uh, he was young. He was born. He lost like uh, my uncle was at that point a widower. He had four kids to raise. We were up there in Massachusetts every single weekend. So like from him being a baby up, he had just kind of 
been around us, my older cousin, who's hilarious. And, uh, you know, it's just he picked that up and found our sense of humor and Pokemon. And that formed into Diglett. And yeah. that's why I love Diglett. It's so From funny on, that oh, he also likes the best Pokemon. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. From now on, you can let him know I'm going to call uh, anytime I'm going to go, like, take a shit. I'm going to be like, yo, I'm going to go drop a Diglett. It's hatching Diglets. <laughs> oh, it's hatching. hatching. Oh, I'm I got to hatch, hatch a Diglett. Yeah. Uh, and that was him, like, five years old, six years that's old. That's great. That's yeah. fantastic. Because that's, yeah. I mean, I didn't realize how young five year olds were until um, one of my coworkers was bringing their. Um, grandson to work and i'm like oh my goodness you are very young and just to imagine a five-year-old saying that right now is like uh just crazy to me he, i think i would i would just about drop dead laughing yeah oh my goodness but like his his oldest brothers we were i think i'm 11 years older than him mm -hmm. so like he was always around older people and stuff so he was a very articulate yeah. five-year-old yeah but um, and let alone, I mean, it's, it's funny that he picked Diglett, but it doesn't surprise anybody because Diglett's the best Pokemon ever. Yeah. I think the internet is very warm to Diglett. I feel like, um, the Diglett episode of the anime was like, everybody's sort of like quasi favorite. Um, you know, he's, um, he's got a history competitively. Like there's always, there, there's, Anywhere you look, there's always a way to love Diglett uh, more. I yeah, mean, Diglett is generally pretty popular considering, um, you know, compared to some of the other first gen. The simplicity of his yeah. form. Well, that was that's the other thing, too. You know, it's <laughs> it's so awesome that your cousin would draw Diglets because they're actually pretty easy to draw compared to some of the other ones. Um, I was trying to draw Dave like a little like like note to, <laughs> to put in his lunch the other day. And I was trying to draw um, a Snorlax, which took me way too long. But then I was like, oh, you know, what? let me just try to draw a little like Doug Trio in the corner of, the, of like, you know, what I was doing. And it took me 30 seconds. Yeah. So perfect. It's a perfect drawing Pokemon. Beautiful way, in its simplicity. Yeah. Way back in the beginning, uh, obviously, the uh, uh, early illustrators hated Venusaur, but they must have absolutely poured their heart and soul into Diglett to give him so much soul. Well, it's himself. actually pretty funny that uh, if you go to Hee Hee Tower, Hia Hia Tower in Pokemon Sun and Moon, um, you know how there's always Game Freak is in the game usually? Like you can yeah. meet the people. They're in their office working somewhere within the game. Very meta. You can go to Shigeki Morimoto and he states that he made up Diglett when he was a little kid. <laughs> um, And that's cute, but should should we talk more or should I go into the reasons why this is the best Pokemon ever? Uh, you definitely can. I'm, All right. I'm ready for it. I've got my lists as well, but I think um, I think you should take the so, lead. Most popular Pokemon in the world right now, according to Google, who doesn't know anything? They're basically <laughs> just another Bing. Uh, Greninja doesn't have does Greninja have his own spot? Does he have his own cave? No. Diglett has his own cave. He's got his own spot. Only Diglett's hang out there. It's a pretty sick spot, too. You need yeah. it to beat the game. Sometimes his older brother comes by just to say hi. Yeah. Also, this guy fucks. Not only is he dick-shaped, which is good for, for sex, uh, he is one of the smallest and lightest Pokemon 
But due to his egg uh, group, can breed with a whale lord. <laughs> Amazing. The largest really? Pokemon. Yes. Amazing. It is It is the lightest and shortest ground type Pokemon. Yes. And Whale Lord, I believe, is the largest Pokemon. Yeah. That's amazing. Which also means <laughs> he doesn't body shame. Doesn't matter the size, breed, anything. Diglett's ready to love and make love. Also, he's so fucking fast. Do you know that in the English dub of the anime, Gary states that Diglett is able to pull his head underground at the speed of light? And that's why sometimes, even if he is having sex with the Whale Lord, his pullout game's insane. Speed of light? <laughs> oh, man, he took my joke. <laughs> <laughs> also, he makes shit happen. Diglett is listed in Pokemon Stadium of have, as having acid as a valid move and uses it despite that not being a type of move he can learn and not even a move he can learn ever. There's just one Diglett who just convinced people he could use acid and just started, I don't know, puking on people. Uh, also, he sees things through. If you're a wuss and you don't want to fight him because he's got such bad HP and, you know, whatever, he has arena trap. Don't be <laughs> don't be a, a wuss. He's, <laughs> don't leave. Also, did I mention that he's like a wiener in that he is dick shaped, <laughs> but also he spends a lot of time underground and has very thin skin. <laughs> also, he's just like me. If Diglett is exposed to the sunlight. Its blood will heat up and it causes it to grow weak, uh, which is like a ginger. Um, also, he's all all or nothing because for a brief time, fissure was its signature move, which you have a 30% accuracy. But if you hit, they're dead. Also, this guy doesn't sleep on the job because for some reason, which I still can't figure out, he's immune to telekinesis. Yes. Yes, so he's just so sharp. He's just so sharp in that he's all brain inside. It's just all I brain. I think you're confusing hypnosis with telekinesis there. No, it was telekinesis. I saw, I saw that oh, too. Oh, I am confusing it. Yeah, because telekinesis oh, yeah. is a move that in generation five to seven would um, like ground you, uh, I think. Uh, but since they didn't really want to like consider like diglets because diglet is conjoined with the ground one way or another they don't want yeah. people to think about what's underneath so they were like it's just gonna fail against diglet and it also will fail against sandy gast who's also part of the ground and mega gengar who's also basically like conjoined with the ground as well so yeah. so yeah I mean, those are all very, very good reasons. And that's not even all the facts and shit I have written down for Diglett. Because there's so much more. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of hours that we still have to go. So Yeah, um, we got time. We got yeah. time. I've got like basically a Bible's worth of uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Diglett theology. So, um. I guess we're we're gonna start with uh, good old number fifty, Diglett, in Japan, known as Digda. Uh, at a mere eight inches, which I thought he was actually going to be smaller, because when I was a little kid, I thought, oh, eight inches—that's hardly anything. I'm taller than that. And the, the idea of being taller than a Pokemon was like eight just... inches is good dick energy, though. Right? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So there you good. go. Yeah. He's a solid eight inches. Yeah. 
as a kid, um, uh, I did not conflate uh, Pokemon sizes with dick sizes. So <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I learned that, that I learned that word the other day. Conflate. I'm studying for the GRE, so basically that means I'm memorizing the dictionary. That's a good ah. word. Yeah, Diglett helps you learn uh, vocabulary as well. Yeah. <laughs> Another reason why we love him. Um, oh yeah, and then he's um, 1.8 pounds or 2.2 pounds um, if you add the steel type of his Alolan form. Yeah, he's got those heavy pubes on his head. Yeah, he's got three whiskers, they call it, which is mm-hmm. sometimes said to be um, golden color. Um, uh, so it could be gold, but is probably more likely, uh, iron or steel based off of the Pokedex entries or, um, what it's actually a reference to is, um, like thin strands of volcanic glass, uh, which is, uh, a natural phenomenon. Uh, all across um, in like volcanic areas, and it's called Pele's hair in Hawaii, which is based off of their uh, god Pele. And this stuff is actually like really interesting looking. It's like it, it's a de- dead ringer for um, Diglett's hair, um, and it's brittle and sharp and. Uh, Basically, is kind of like uh, thicker fiberglass insulation. So be careful when you pet Diglett because you might get the fiberglass strands on, on your Yikes. hands. Yeah, and it also says these whiskers can be used for communication and can um, like exude what mood it's in or what emotion it's feeling. So when the strands stand straight up, it means it's really mad. And- <laughs> Horny, yeah. When when they're horny, yeah. So don't. So watch horny, out. When, when, horny, when angry with horns. Yeah, watch out when the horns are erect. You know, you never know what you're gonna get yourself into there. Um, but when it's happy, the little strands just, um, you know, float about and flow around in the wind. And then when it's really sad, they just droop down. Yeah. Um, so beware. You can you can uh, you can find out what a, an Alolan Diglett is feeling based yeah. on its little whiskers. If it's Aww. having a bad hair day, it's probably sad. Yeah. Same. Yeah. So then I did some math and I found out that if uh, regular Diglett has three whiskers and that adds, um, what, 0.4 pounds to it, that each of the Alolan Doug trios will probably have over 100 strands in its hair because of uh, I did the the math, the, the weight to hair ratio. Oh, nice. So... Yeah, and a lowland Doug Trio comes in at about 146.8 pounds. Exactly. That's quite double a bit of hair. Of Cantonian Doug Trio. That's mm-hmm. insane. Yeah. We're just um you know, I I I think I I got very excited when uh, Alola added the regional forms because I when I saw that Diglett and Doug Trio were so awesome, I, I just said, Yeah, this is this is the best idea that Pokemon ever had, um, giving me more Diglett to love. Amen. You know, I never, I never realized how small Diglett really was until Dave and I started collecting the Scale World figures mm-hmm. for um, 
you know, just, just for shits and giggles, because that's what we do. Um, and then the diglet came and it was so tiny. It was like the size of a thumbtack. I'm like, we are never going to be able to see this shit if we display it anywhere. Well, I don't, I don't think we have a, di- I think that one wasn't even a scale world one because they haven't made it. That was just a oh, really? normal, tiny, tiny one. Oh my goodness. Well, I can only imagine if it's eight inches in the Pokemon world. We've discussed some pretty large Pokemon up until this point. Imagine yeah, it. Ne- we imagine haven't even next gotten to, to the, the ginormous one. I know. Yet. Like, imagine it next to a standing up Venusaur. Remember how scared we were when we were talking about that? Yes. Yeah. But also, I. Uh, so there's that app, Tariba, which is like the UFO catcher, like, claw machine app that um, our friend Frostwad uses a lot. And I won an Alolan or just a normal Diglet from it. And I haven't checked but i feel like that's probably eight inches tall it might be a life size we're gonna have to measure it it's a good it's a good size i think it's a little more than eight inches though now when you're measuring a diglet do you do it from the balls to the (laughs) tip (laughs) totally (laughs) or do you do it from uh the uh the uh, i don't know how to the the base to the the tip (laughs) um so I know that in, I guess it's, uh, yeah, it's red and blue or no Pokemon stadiums, Pokedex entry. It says its heads, its head pokes up approximately eight inches out of the ground. However, it's real size remains a mystery to this day. Yeah. And then if you look online, you'll see people's artistic reimaginings of yeah. what Diglett actually looks like. I was going to say, there's a bunch of memes online of like this big, like huge, monstrous body that it's got, like jacked, yeah. super huge with its tiny little head. Looks yeah. like it's, you know, used steroids its whole entire life. And yeah, it just like its head is just the only thing that can like surface the ground. <laughs> you'll get muscular men. You'll get yeah. uh, basically the, uh, that's like the angler fish's little, uh, proboscis that's above the ground and then you have an eldritch horror underneath yeah um there's ones where it's just like mole feet yeah you'll have this very generic where it actually um spans the entirety of the earth yeah <laughs> and it just has a uh a, a basic diglet on the other side as well like a um, double-ended dildo there's the one where it's kind of like a guy in what was like crab position in, uh, you know, like when you like lean back and use your hands and legs to make like a table, but you're sticking your dick through the hole. <laughs> There's that one, too. Have you seen that one? No, um, I don't think I've I, seen that I'm one. I'm imagining it. That's one. All right, listeners, we're going to need your input. You're going to have to send us the best um, fan art for what lies underneath Diglett's surface. Canonically, it does have feet because of uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. It does. uh, Where it says, oh, nice. (laughs) That's a good one. Dave is showing us a picture of like a dude underground and his dick sticking up and his dick is just a Diglett. Yeah, but the guy's head is also a Diglett. Yeah. It's like a di- like a muscular man who's oh, dick sticking shit. out. Yeah, All right, so this dude is just thing. like humping the ground to get yeah. some fresh air. Yep. Well, All the, right. the Earth sometimes needs a little TLC. <laughs> um, <does>. I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna uh, I'm hopping around here, but um, Diglett is known for um, 
tilling and fertilizing the soil. So that's one way to fertilize the soil. There you go. Uh, Till it, baby. <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, yeah. In Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, after a uh, hard days out in the Mystery Dungeon, Diglett will say, oh, my feet sure hurt. And then every Pokemon is like, his feet. <laughs> <laughs> There's a ton. Yeah, a ton of references. Um, and then actually, Mystery Dungeon also confirms what the animal that uh, Diglett is based on, which we know it's supposed to be a mole. But it's actually supposed to be based on the moles from the game Whack-A-Mole. Oh, yeah. And that's why it's shaped in that way. Well, it moves at the speed of light, so we'll never whack that mole as much as we want to. And even though he's um, 1.8 pounds, the faster you get to the speed of light, the more mass you're supposed to have. So he actually might be one of the lightest and one of the most heavy Pokemon, depending on what speed he's at at any given time. Because hmm. I guess if he can like speed of light out of the ground, it's, it would just be like a bullet <laughs> like yeah. firing out of the air. Well, nothing can go faster than the speed of light. Um, so they, I think they changed it uh, in certain translations to just be approaches the speed of light. Um but if you watched any Kirkazat video, you'll know that like physics gets a little bit naughty around that <laughs> time. So like Diglett's like perception of time will shift. Its uh, weight will become near infinite. Um, uh, the amount of energy is basically, uh, you know, physics breaking. So um, we're lucky that he's as small as he is. Because if he were any larger, it might like be exponentially more difficult to uh, be in the same dimension as him, I guess. I love that Pokemon tries to hide their math sometimes when <laughs> like before they just didn't care. Like there's so many Pokemon that like, like we're going to get to, uh, is it? I think I feel like Machamp Machoke's strength is yeah, can insane. Move, can move mountains. Yeah. Punch people over the horizon. Yeah. Just <laughs> well, crazy stuff. When we Send get to a... Doug Trio, I'm going to do some math too. So. Oh, yeah. Stuff's insane. And that's why, like, it's crazy when they try to, like, keep the mystery. And the mystery of Diglett and Doug Trio's feet. It's so funny that they do a lot and go to great lengths to make sure that this little boy doesn't leave the ground or girl 50, yeah. 50 chance. But uh, yeah. like, for example, in the poke Athlon, uh, I forget what game they put that in. There's the hurdle dash. And if you do it with Diglett or Doug trio, they go underground instead of going, instead of going above the hurdles, they go under the hurdles. So they like, okay, we had to go in and make a new animation for one specific <laughs> Pokemon for that. But it doesn't stop there because since Gen 5, when Diglett and Doug Trio are sent out, they merely fade out of the screen instead of dropping down like the other Pokemon do. And then in the Pokemon transfer part, Diglett and Doug Trio run out from behind bushes instead of dropping as well when you transfer <laughs> a Pokemon. In Heart Gold and Soul Silver, when you bring your Pokemon into the Pokemon Center, instead of them hopping up or them running on um, tile floor, they would immediately go to your Pokeball. 
Hmm. So it didn't show them like surfing through the tile like a street shark. <laughs> and like on top of that, in the Z move animations, like Supersonic Sky Strike, it shows that Diglett and Doug Tree are in the air, but they started doing the thing where they embed the ground around them. Yeah. So the ground kind of looks like it. But yeah. Even with that, they still do things where like Hurricane won't lift Diglett or Doug Trio off the ground and the animation just kind of like blows them backwards. Like yeah, they've so made there's... special animations yeah. for these Pokemon. Yeah. They have to code around it. They have yeah. to really think about anything that they're doing because with any other Pokemon, it would be normal. But for wow, Diglett... So that... There are strong restrictions. <laughs> well, think about think about how much extra work there is for Diglett and Doug Trio than when you're making the game itself. That's got to be so annoying. Like they get yeah. to the Diglett part of the game, they're like, "Oh shit, here we go again. <laughs> Time for Diglett." It's probably like the programmer's least favorite Pokemon. And wrong. They're probably no. like, "Hooray, Diglett! We get to play with Diglett. What a great job in life I had." <laughs> Oh, think of all of the fun challenges he brings to me. He's making my life better in every way. I wouldn't have this job if it wasn't for Diglett. You know what? They and might then, be appreciative, though, because maybe things get kind of stale. So Diglett, like, spices it up for them. And then they're oh, like, hey, for me draw, too. draw Venusaur. And they're like, no, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Venusaur's hard to draw. I remember uh, when Dave and I first started the Daycare Ditto's Instagram, it was right when we first started dating. And it was real. It wasn't initially to document our returning of the bootleg Pokemon we found into the wild. <laughs> and then we would also just draw Pokemon together. We were going to go through the whole Pokedex. That was the idea. I got to Ivysaur. And I was like, I think I'm done. <laughs> Same. Same. <laughs> I think I'm done with this. <laughs> Um, I was just looking to see if because there are very few Pokemon that have been in every single game. Hmm. Um, I think Pikachu definitely has. Pikachu right? has, yeah. It doesn't. Diglett has not been Zubat. in every game. Zubat, Zubat, yeah. That's... Um, yeah. I mean, it's a shame they tried to replace him briefly with uh, Drillbur and Excadrill. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So that might have been the time where they were like, oh. Let's hold back on Diglett because Dave might calm himself to death. True, and thank you. I'm still alive. <laughs> that where you were you were becoming a prepubescent at that time, maybe. <laughs> Kept me going. Kept me going. But yeah, Drillbur is a real mole, and it's fine, I guess. When I heard that they were doing a new mole Pokemon, I thought it was going to be somehow related to Diglett, and then I just saw him and was like, "That's fine, I guess." But. Yeah, Drillbur and Excadrill are very, very strong. Yeah. But let's not conflate um, them with how strong Diglett and Dugtrio are as well. Yeah. Uh, so strong, in fact, that I think in a lot of um, metagames uh, more recently, they were always... Um, with competitive Pokemon battling, there's always a balancing act because you have 800 plus Pokemon. You're approaching 900 now. I think so, you're over. If you count forms. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, we're, we're, it's wild. We're, give or take, we're uh, hovering uh, below or above 900, yeah. uh, depending on what, uh, what you're classifying as different Pokemon. Uh, so... Um, the community was always trying to 
determine like what Pokemon fit into which tier and what would be fair for um, competitive battling because you don't want the strongest of the strong in there uh, ruining a lot of um, variations in teams and you don't want the, the weaker ones in there not getting their chance to shine too. And um, more recently they said we can't have Doug Trio in anymore. Get out, really? Because Doug Trio's uh, arena trap ability limited teams so much that you always had to think about Doug Trio in the back of your mind when balancing. And it changed the, and it limited your team so much that they said, all right, we've played around with Doug Trio for too long because what you can do if you have a Doug Trio is you can toss them in and then the opponent, uh, you, you toss them in uh, on an opponent that can't do anything against Doug Trio. And even though Doug Trio's stats are pretty weak in comparison, if you can't do anything against uh, your Doug, uh, a Doug Trio because of its you know ground type move, you're locked into like electric moves or not very effective moves, yep. and it can revenge kill you. Uh-huh. You're basically um, you know one Pokemon down at no um expense uh for uh yourself like there, there's a, a lot of um non risk for high reward uh with having a Doug trio on your team or having to uh balance around Doug trio so they finally were just like you know we can't have Doug trio anymore it's limiting the teams too much so he's impressive Doug trio's too good too just good to be true too good can't, can't take my eyes off of you. <laughs> Just strongest Pokemon ever. Also, boy's quick. That's yeah. a quick one. Well, these, yeah, I mean, these Duck Trios are fast. Approaching well, the speed of light. There's three of them. Yeah. You know how they uh, the Duck Trio moves underground? I'm very curious. An alternating bobbing and headbutt motion. <laughs> <laughs> and yet he's I one of the it. fastest Pokemon. Can you imagine that in your mind's eye? Just three Diglett just bobbing and headbutting and jamming themselves around. Like a combustion engine. (laughs) And they're going 60 miles per hour. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I learned that Doug Trio can tunnel under the earth 60 miles per hour at a depth of 60 miles deep too. So it's so fast that it can trigger earthquakes. Yeah. Well, now that you opened up that can of worms, I was wondering, since we were talking about Diglett having thin skin and um, very sensitive to the heat, that's why it likes to be underground away from the sun. Because sometimes, oh, it could get hot. It could be like 100 degrees outside in like June in the United States. But if you were to consider what 60 miles in depth would be in terms of where we are on the planet's surface that would bring it to the solid or liquid mantle underneath the crust and that would mean that diglett was living and striving in a temperature that is 1832 degrees fahrenheit so the sun the sun's a little tough but like the the solid or liquid mantle of the uh of the planet earth uh, i can handle that that's fine that's cool no totally understandable well the name of course you know dig is in digging Lit as in small dig- digger, like a guy who digs. He's lit, like a like a poop lit is a small poop. But mm-hmm. the D actually stands for Dracula. 
And that's why he can't be out in the sun because Dracula rules. And that's okay, why so it's not so much the know. heat; it's just the sun in particular. Um, speaking Do, of real Draculas, need to breathe as well because if you're that far underneath the earth and in that uh, amount of heat, there's probably little to no oxygen as well. So. Right. <laughs> uh, do you remember when people used to think the little sun, the the like the glare off his nose was a tooth? Yeah, <laughs> a tooth. <laughs> And people are like, no, it's probably a tooth. Now you can't unsee it. And I'm like, I can 100% unsee it because there are toys of it and stuff. It's wrong. Yeah. Nah, I don't see it. I'm looking at it now. I don't know. Nah. It, it was fooled like, a lot of people. It was, mm, let me look at some of the older sprites yeah. maybe in there. Well, a not even a sprite. It was like their... the art. Oh, the art. I don't see it. I mean, I understand what they're talking about, but I don't. Yeah. I don't. It's, I can't visualize it. It's the glare of the yeah. s- the devil sun off of its <laughs> uh, shiny red nose. Yeah, I still don't see it. I'm not. I can't visualize it. I don't yeah. see a tooth. It's supposed to. Oh, I can kind of. Okay, so I'm looking at one right now where I'm like, oh, okay. It's like its mouth is supposed to be open, and then there's like a little tooth at the top corner. Yeah, it's like it's going. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not. Okay. It's, it's nose. It's going. <laughs> Yeah, you want to know what to, because now I'm looking at it more of a 3D picture of it, and it's just, like, it's protruding outward, so it's definitely not a mouth. <laughs> Damn, I remember the scene where they just have, like, an animation of of Diglets going up and down from the episode. Yeah. Diglett, I wish I could Dig. have that as, like, live wallpaper on my life. Um, What did you guys think of uh, their anime episode, Dig Those Diglet? I dug it. To me, that was the first Pokemon episode I ever watched. Oh, really? Yeah. So I remember asking the kids from school, hey, when does Pokemon air? And when can I see it? They're like, oh, you're going to have to get up really early in the morning. And you're going to have to watch Beast Wars first. (laughs) And then afterwards. Beast Wars is great. Beast Wars is amazing. I love Beast Wars. And then after that, Pokemon came on, and I I caught my first episode, uh, Dig Those Diglet, um, where they were uh, building a dam, uh, but the Diglet were breaking it with their um, their earthquakes and their uh, mudslides, and then they were hiring the the dam company was hiring. Uh, the strongest Pokemon trainers that they can get their hands on to uh, kill and destroy Diglett. But of course we all know that a Diglett is indestructible. Um, Basically uh, just total beefcake uh, strength. And so uh, the opponent Pokemon uh, all were too scared to fight them. Uh, In reality, the, Pokemon sympathized with Diglett so much that they re- refused to, to fight. Also, because if they actually built the dam, it was like it would have destroyed the entire forest, killing all the Pokemon's habitat and also the people in the town. So in the end, they all teamed up with the Diglets to save the day. To save humans and Pokemon alike. And then they they replanted all the trees at the end, and people's Pokemon joined them to to not to reforest the whole forest reforestation. Yeah. So um, 
Diglett needs some of those, uh, what are they, they called? The greenhouse gas. Uh, how did Elon Musk get so rich? It was by selling like carbon offset credits. Like basically uh, Diglets are the uh, Elon Musks of the Pokemon world for all their uh, CO2 credits that they got from the government. Secretly douchey. <laughs> <laughs> um and then, of course, uh, that's the episode where uh, Ekans evolves into Arbok, uh, coughing evolves into Weezing, because they uh, love Jesse and James so much. Um, that's the episode where, um, I mean, everybody will always, like, you, you can't think Diglett without saying Diglett in your head and then trio, trio, trio afterwards. Yeah, mm-hmm. Diglett, dig, Diglett, dig, trio, trio, trio. 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 <laughs> That's yeah. that episode actually made me put a Diglett on my team. That was one where oh, really? you know, like you'd watch an episode and there'd be like a small Pokemon and you'd be like, Oh my god, this guy can fucking party. This guy rules. And then you put one on your team. Like I remember and I know exactly where to find one. Yeah. Diglett's cave. Like I remember having like a Butterfree on my team because I got like real into Butterfree kicking ass in one episode and but after that Diglett episode, I was like, you know what? Give me this little poop a try. This little poop. Oh dear. Yeah, Diglett's a that's a cute little one. I'm I'm cool with Diglett. And there was actually whack a mole in that episode too. When the guy who was trying to build the dam was um, Pokemon weren't working, so he just was hitting them with the Super Smash Brothers uh, hammer. And Gary was like, Ah, you can't do that. Diglett can pull in their if they could pull out. And you'll never get pregnant. <laughs> yeah. I love to. They'd throw their Pokemon and they wouldn't come out of their Pokeball. And the Diglets were so polite that they literally would just <laughs> yeah. return everybody's Pokeball to them. And uh, all the trainers were like, oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is. And the only Pokemon that would have come out and actually fight were uh, Team Rocket's Pokemon. And even they were kind of like, you know, and then Meowth was just kind of, you know, the translator. Meowth's yeah. very important. Yeah, speaking of Meowth, that's, that's our right. next episode. Yeah, come on. Oh, right damn. Up. That's going to be a on big deck. one. Yeah, I'm excited for Meowth. I, I, it was one of the first Pokemon I learned about other than Pikachu. Love Meowth. Uh, I, I actually doing... recently caught, I caught a shiny Meowth in Pokemon Go the other day. And I almost didn't catch it because it, its shiny version is, is very similar to the original. Just uh. got like a little bit more red features. I was doing some pro- preliminary research, and Jesus Christ, Game Freak really loves Meowth. There's a yeah. lot to go over. Like, get ready for a, uh, another 12-hour episode after this one. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I was looking for this this whole time. Um, in Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, do you know that depending on the health of your partners, they have different voice lines that they'll say if you talk to them? And um, if their health is between 100 and 51%, they'll say, please don't whack me on the head as a reference <laughs> to whack-a-mole. Not the most creative. Also, if you get down to half health, they'll say the classic Diglett catchphrase, my health is down to half. <laughs> <laughs> we all know. Yeah. If you look if you look at a Diglett, its health is down to half. Well... well in certain oh, games, true. if you uh, if you let a 
Pokemon out of its Pokeball, and uh, its health is below 50%. It does have a deeper cry, as if it were very fatigued. So instead of saying, Diglett, it'll go, Diglett. (laughs) (laughs) Balls will drop and be like, Diglett, yeah. (laughs) So then, I guess, um, hold on. If it, Oh, it's a TikTok ad. I was trying to play its cry. But now we can stop the TikTok ad. Yeah. <laughs> That's our boy. Oh, it's one of those where they just keep doing it. Yeah. Gotta love that good square wave sound. Beep, beep, beep. Blabble. Bam. Yeah, it sounds like a fart almost. <laughs> it sounds like a Jonathan Davis from Corn. Beep, beep, beep. Blabble. Uh, but yeah, sorry, you were doing a sick transition into Doug Trio. Yeah, so when your Diglett gets uh, nice and and uh, leveled up, and I forgot to write down the level that uh, he evolves. Twenty eight. Do you guys have that written down? Twenty six. Twenty six. So when your um, Diglett uh, gets to be twenty six years old, um, <laughs> he'll. Uh, He'll either, depending on what I've read, uh, split into three and become Doug Trio, or just team up with two other Diglett. Regardless, they can rent a car. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we don't know. The scientists haven't determined yet whether or not one Diglett is splitting like a Hydra into three heads. And that's what's really interesting about these uh, these three-headed or multi-headed Pokemon, too, because, like, it's just so, so weird. Or Diglett will just get two roommates when they're 26 <laughs> and they can't afford to pay rent. Yeah, and either way, no matter how they come to be a Doug Trio, their heads think the same thoughts and act cooperatively with each other. Yeah, and they so, sometimes um, fight over food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're like, oh, no, I want to eat first. No, bitch, I want to eat first. No. <laughs> So while the other one is like, all right, well, you two argue. I'm already done. So fuck you. (laughs) Oh, man. Could somebody Photoshop our faces onto a Doug Trio? Oh, yes, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) As in, I'll Photoshop our faces onto a Doug Trio. Oh, my gosh. Yes, Uh, absolutely. Which one of us will have the shoulder length hair and which one will have the bob cut? Which one will have the uh, curly hair? Uh, I definitely do not have curly hair at all. Um, mine gets so, a little curly when, when you used to have long hair. hair. Yeah, yeah, you had long, long. So ends. I'll have the curly hair, and right. then Dave will have the bob cut. And there we go. And then you'll have right. the shoulder length hair. Perfect, perfect. Um, it's weird too because if only there were like I don't know scientists or professors in the Pokemon world that could devote their entire life <laughs> just to figuring this out, but guess not. Uh, because like, for example, this is the red blue Pokedex entry, a team of Diglett triplets or just a team of Diglett triplets. That's all it says. It triggers huge earthquakes by burrowing 60 miles underground. So they're saying it's like triplets. It's like three yeah, of them. Three yeah. But then just like conjoin into one body. Ruby Sapphire, they take that hard turn where it's Doug Trio are actually triplets that emerge from one body. So like Siamese yeah. twins. As a result, 
Each triplet thinks exactly like the other two triplets. They work co- cooperatively to burrow endlessly. It's just, uh, I don't, because like triplets, you're not a triplet anytime after. You can only lose your triplet status if one of your twins dies yeah you you, you cannot gain triplet status but it's it's not like your mom's water breaks again and she's like oh something was still in there (laughs) scrape out the other two wait 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 oh wait there was three or like you um i have to hatch one more diglet yeah oh i thought i just had two extra dicks this whole time turns out they were my siblings you cut your arm off and you're like oh brother (laughs) yeah but and it's weird because also in uh mystery dungeon the magnemite decides to go and save the diglet because they feel a kinship um over their evolution patterns oh yeah that's a good point because they magnemite goes from one to three also but but theirs is pretty much like three magnemite magnetized together yes and become a magnet yeah yeah but this one's just not like three dudes just kind of like hit it off and they're like, I play bass. It's like sick. Yeah. I sing. <laughs> like, and then they form yeah. a Hanson. Game Freak was like, yeah, so we're going to keep what happens under the hood secret. So, I mean, you can, you know, make a yeah. speculations all you like, but what a we're not telling you what's happening under there. <laughs> what a mysterious Pokemon in all mm-hmm. ways. Yeah. They're lazy, though. And I'm, I like them for being lazy, but they were lazy. Because you have to think back to something that I thought was super interesting that uh, they mentioned over at Jazzwares and the AIC is working with Pokemon is so unique because usually you have to worry about handling, taking care and presenting a mascot for a brand. But Pokemon is a brand of 900 mascots. Every Pokemon really can stand on its own. So when it comes to picking and presenting a specific character, you have to do it justice. They made Diglett. And they were like, this is perfect. It's perfect. There's no way to figure out how to fix Diglett. They couldn't figure out how to fix Diglett. It took them over a decade and they figured, oh, silly hair. But (laughs) the only way to make Diglett better was to make more diglets and that's why Doug Trio was made but it's kind of lazy that's like imagine if you just had like the perfect chocolate cake and they're like oh what's for dessert and you're like three more chocolate cakes <laughs> <laughs> I mean some people wouldn't argue about that and I'm not yeah. arguing about Doug Trio but I'm just saying like it's a it's a tried true it's more of a good thing but you know sometimes you need to put some silly wigs on it and just dress it up I mean yeah. that hair is pretty intense I mean I don't know who designed that hair but the one thing to say about Alolan Doug Trio is that it does not have the arena trap ability. So it is um, you can have that as part of your team and not feel guilty because there are no rules against using it. It gets it a tangled hair ability, which when you make contact with it, you uh, you lose speed. <laughs> so interesting. Yeah. I've been doing some research about this hair because I was, I was really curious about who designed or what came about this design. The only thing I found was some fan who said that it is um like Alolan Dugdrio is regarded as a feminine deity of the earth yeah. and, and is taking its hairs, uh, like t- taking its hair out of its head is thought to be um, super bad luck. So like if you pull the hair out, 
and you were totally oh, screwed for life. Here's a photo of the, Pele hair. Yeah. Ah. It looks like hay coming down this mountain, but yeah. that's all glass. That yeah. is oh, wow. thin shards of volcanic glass. That is definitely yeah. something we will be sharing on the Instagram. I mean, I, listen, again, like I, I have to give it to Game Freak and Pokemon for just putting this much effort into kind of like the folklore of each Pokemon. It's very like the continuity of that throughout the first generation, at least, is really interesting. Um, and the more that I do research about Pokemon, the more I really do appreciate the company as a whole. Yeah. Um, and its dedication to making its Pokemon like actually make sense, at least a little bit. And yeah, another making uh, Diglett sexy. Of know? course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and another thing, uh, talking. We're listening to the Jazzwares team is that they work directly with the Pokemon company and their thought process and love and care for creating every Pokemon does not stop. Every Pokemon gets has to be done correctly, has to be done justice. They care just as much about, you know, from every Charizard down to every uh, Klefki. Um, speaking of which, oh, I was going to say, yeah. yes, speaking of Klefki and Meltan, they actually are <laughs> also tied eight inches tall. <laughs> yeah. They're tied with a Lola Duck trio. I mean, uh, Diglett for being the shortest steel types. Yeah. And we all know we love Klefki. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, what's so funny. We talk so much about Klefki and how much, at least I don't know how much I dislike it. I cannot wait till we actually get to the episode. That's going uh, to be a while. That's going to be when we're 47 years old. <laughs> Friend of the pod, uh, Pocket Mobster, sent something that was funny. He actually put the Clef Key figure on his keys at one point. Aww. And I said something back and he was like, yeah, I just, uh, you know, I put it up there. I didn't want to, you know, offend anybody because uh, Sarah talks every episode about how much she hates it. <laughs> it's true. Sorry. It's awful. I'm so sorry. No, I, I'm not. I'm not even sorry. Now it's I like the worst it. Pokemon. Hate what whatever I stuff you, makes you like it because like I don't like it. Yes. Is that why you like it? There's two That's things good. that I like about Klefki. Uh, it's the, the SpongeBob Boo Boo Keys. Yeah. <laughs> so I always have a, uh, a good uh, nickname for it. And then when it faints... It's key yeah, ring comes it, yeah. on gun and all the keys just fall. <laughs> yeah, it just reveals how pathetic of a Pokemon it is. It's just got a, such a cool way of fainting. I think it yeah, has it a lot of personality for um, for a set of keys. <laughs> I mean, well, do you do you put a lot of effort into balancing your key ring so that all of your keys are in its right place and you no. can accessorize it, or is it just a, a you know, it's a jumbled girly, mess. Girly no. thing that I do. No, my keys are a jumbled mess of of garbage that I need to like iron out. I recently put a new Air Tag, uh, Apple Air Tag, on it, and that's spiced it up a little bit. But other What's than that, that uh, basically, it's like Apple came out with a new version of Tile. It's like a tracker that you put on your oh, keychain. Oh, okay. It's very useful because you it, like literally, no matter where your keys are, it will give you an arrow like a compass that leads to them with the exact distance, like mm -hmm. in feet and inches from how far and they are. And I lose my keys super... all the time. So, well, that it's really helpful for when you lose your keys in the house, like we do constantly, because when you get close to your keys or whatever, you have this air tag on the phone will start to vibrate and like give you a little arrow. Be like, Nope, dummy. It's right <laughs> in front of your face. <laughs> like look harder, you know, which is nice. Cause I 
don't keep my phone in my back part pocket. I keep it on my taint. Uh, <laughs> And it's a good vibe. We just, I had to talk about taints because we're not talking about Diglett anymore. And it made me upset. Oh, oh I'm so sorry. sorry. Doug Trio's <laughs> very fast. Well, that's not How always fast a good thing. Is he? He's so fast. 60 miles per hour. That's it. Yeah. 100 kilometers per hour. That's not always a good thing. That's not some serious friction going on. That's fine. <laughs> from the bobbing For and grinding. <laughs> That's how they go from an Alolan all the way down to a normal one. They just burn the hair right off. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I love that um, the the hair, it, everyone has a different hairstyle. Is there yeah. a significance to it, though? Do you guys know That's that? That's what I was trying to research. Bob- and I don't think I don't think there is. I don't think there's a, I don't know. I think they just wanted to spice it up a little bit. What I wish they had done is change the color of each set of hair, but I guess they wanted to stay true to the the golden whiskers of to the, the um, Pele's hair. Yeah, yeah, which I can respect that. Um, I would say uh, that if they all think the same, maybe it's just you you want to be playful and you want to have your different looks and. Um, that's just the benefit of having uh, three heads. <laughs> you can accessorize for any occasion. Three heads are better than one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also wonder if it's like a Three Stooges themed thing. That's what That's I've always what thought too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I don't know that as much about the Three Stooges as I uh, should. I know that that um, you know the bob cut is sort of. Uh, <sighs> Like a bowl cut. Yeah, like the, the one had. And then, of course, there was a uh, stooge called Curly. So that's probably oh, Curly. Um, I know there were four stooges. I think yeah, they one were was very bald, brothers. Though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, there was Shemp, too. Yeah. And then I think Shemp was, like, not a brother. And I don't... I have to ask my uh, dad... You know, we had Pokemon growing up, so we didn't have to watch the Three Stooges. <laughs> I just like Iggy and the Stooges. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm trying to think if there's anything else about we we really blew through a lot of data here. I have some very interesting. Um, I want to hear facts. It. Mole facts. Yeah. Well, I was going to go into but i i forgot to look up i mean we all know a mole from chemistry is what like 6.04 times 10 to the negative yeah yeah we totally remember that from high school if we had a we had a a teacher named mr d'antoni and he was obsessed with it, but he was this little short italian guy and he had like the and he would do this thing and he he'd like clap but and he'd be like, it's mold day. <laughs> he'd be like, everybody, today we're going to learn about moles. And he would just he'd never open his eyes. He looked like a mole. It's very fun. But uh, <laughs> another another fact about moles is that if there's a black <laughs> ring around it, see a dermatologist. It could be cancerous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You always got to uh, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Yeah. You gotta check f- them before you wreck them. Yeah. You got to feel the boobs. You got to feel the balls. Um, and you gotta, if you're over a certain age, get your butt checked as well. And your boobs checked also. Just do it all at once. Just rub your your balls on your boobs. And then while someone looks at your butt. (laughs) Yeah. Um, 
Now, Dave doesn't have that problem because I'm looking at his butt all the time. Hey, man, thanks for being vigilant. <laughs> um, so uh, I had uh, basically uh, two things that I looked up about moles because they weren't that interesting. Uh, they're basically solitary animals. They um, basically stay to themselves their entire lives. And of course, the only re- reason that they come together is for procreation purposes. Sick. Yeah. And do you know how they find their mate? The, Tinder. The guys will go <laughs> off into foreign soils and just start squealing until somebody finds <laughs> them. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> just uh, go to a strange land and just start screaming until somebody's like, oh, I got you. I got you. Don't worry. Um, and then... I don't know much about this guy, but apparently there was a famous like paleontologist scientist back in the day, and um, he was fairly eccentric, and he would like to give lectures on horseback. Uh, his name was William Buckland, and he was also known for wanting to eat everything that he studied. He would eat giraffe he would eat um a blue bottle fly which he said was the most vile tasting thing next to um moles moles are apparently so disgusting tasting so don't try to eat one how would he eat them would he at least cook it a little bit i think he would like yeah cook it and like put it on toast or something yeah why is that so funny to me but another thing that he did uh was he actually bought the 100 year old mummified heart of louis the 14th and he said i have eaten many things but i have yet to eat a king's heart and then he ate a king's heart oh my so um Apparently, uh, a 100-year-old preserved heart is tastier than a mole, so... Ugh, gross. What an asshole. Yeah, no, I think he was actually pretty pretty rude, but, you know, he had an eccentric taste, and people still are talking about him today. And I was looking him up on YouTube, and I didn't really see anything, so... I guess he's not that famous, but yeah, moles, they don't taste good. Moral um, story. Don't eat a diglet. Yeah. Don't eat a diglet. <laughs> just suck on one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just put it in your butt. Yeah. Save make sure a horse, there's no ride a diglet. <laughs> <laughs> well. If, if you have to dig through the ground really fast, you just start headbutting it and gyrating. Yeah. Yeah. And make sure you got a lot of lube, though. <laughs> Ladies, a lot of lube. Diglet through the ditches and <laughs> I don't I lost it. I have nothing left. Well, it is that time of the podcast where I have you guys guess how many Pokemon cards that we can find our friend Diglet on. Uh are we also counting all of uh Dave's cousins' cards that he made? <laughs> nah, just the <laughs> actual pokemon tcg what do we think he was in the base set he was really strong i remember he was. 
he uh, he was a what a small HP big damage dealer for one uh, energy. I've been trying to collect every single Diglett and Doug Trio card that exists. I want to start collecting all the Voltorb cards. Ooh, we'll keep a look at on you. We've do got we have a couple some good ones for you. Then. Yeah, we do. We have I, a bunch for you. I saw some. in that new Eevee set that Voltorb is we have, very we have sharp looking. We have we a have Japanese it. Voltorb and Electrode for you. Actually, set aside. Mm. <laughs> I'm licking my lips in anticipation. Nice. I'm all right, we got to get this. Delight. We um, well, when whenever we hang out, we can actually hang out. Now we're all all we got the Vax. We're all Vax. We already yeah. got our. Uh, our antidote. We got orange berries deep in our freaking healthy. I got my so, petcha berry. Yeah, maybe we can do a Pokemon night. I would love that. Yeah. Uh, one thing I always want to do. We should do like a, a Instagram live at some point just to answer questions or something. Yeah. Open nice. cards and answer questions. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Eighteen. Um, Eighteen Diglett. No, I'm 18? saying twenty-four. Twenty-four. Okay. Well, Dave. You are closest. You only have to collect 23. Oh, okay. And they did debut in the base set. Yes, they did. All right. Moving on. Our friend Doug Drio. What do we think? Also base set. Also Uh, base set. Very strong as well. Um, Do you count if they're holographic or not? Yes, it counts all of them. Yeah, but so a non-holographic and a holographic are two different cards? It's just the arts. How many different arts you can collect? 19. Okay. Also 23. No. Uh, 21. What? That's literally what I was going to guess. Oh. Really? Yeah. <laughs> We're right yeah, so between. pretty. They're pretty popular. They are? They have a, yeah, pretty popular presence. Got to catch them all, Dave. You're almost there, right? Mm, Well, I started getting some of the Neo ones, so. Yeah, and I guess the the resurgence with the uh, separate types means for uh, more real estate for uh, Diglett loving as well. It's true. It's true. All right. Well, this has been another episode of Daycare Diglets. Uh, you can follow us on daycare dittos at daycare dittos in an in Instagram. That's where you can message us. If you have anything to say, um, we will shout you out here. Uh, we've had a couple people who are always making sure to let us know about interesting Pokemon facts. One of them, a lot of our content comes from Steven, our good friend and brother of the podcast who will be on soon shares a lot of the hot fire that you guys see. Um, And of course, we cannot forget about Cody, who will be a future guest who messages us from many different ska band accounts because (laughs) Connecticut hasn't figured out that ska isn't a thing anymore. But Cody (laughs) is the king of it. Uh, Much like Ska, Cody is now dead. (laughs) I forgot about that. Uh, Yeah, so let us know what you think about Diglett. Share some things. Send a drawing of what you think is under Diglett, and we will share it on our Instagram. Again, make sure you go to AIC underscore pod, or just go and see the post that is on our Instagram, or look up Adventures in Collecting. You can't miss it. There's a 25th anniversary Pokemon uh, icon with a bunch of Pokemon over it. Great listen, two hours, something more to listen to. And, you know, if you're just somebody who likes toys or Pokemon or just passion and design, figuring out how things are made, it's for you. A lot of fun. 
But um, is uh, AIC going to have AOC on? Uh, with the amount of guests they've had, maybe soon. They had Jeremy Padauer, who is the cre- the founder, one of the founders of uh of Jazzwares, and he's the one who bought that uh first edition shadowless full PS10 graded base set the okay. every oh, card wow. of the base set at a PSA 10 didn't they also have one of the That's co-hosts nuts. on Lego Masters he said both the hosts uh the judges of Lego Masters the creator of Mego toys oh, which are goodness. iconic the creator of uh a lot of the like like my uh my pet monster the wrestling buddies cabbage patch kids um inc- just incredible designers incredible companies and it's you know great friends of ours so but uh good pokemon content so i hope you guys enjoy it and i hope you enjoyed this episode because it's the best pokemon ever and now all the episodes after this are just gonna not be as good but you know until we get to the actual best pokemon ever tangela no good night stay tuned to find out (laughs) we already hit your favorite pokemon sarah didn't we no we have not we have not hit my all-time favorite pokemon i'll give you a hint oh (laughs) i got a hint she pointed to the diglet tattoo on her arm no no diglet see ya (laughs) bye-bye